Hello, this is a very special day today. We have Ariel Vieira with us. Uh, uh, Ariel is a filmmaker, a content creator, a wonder content creator now, which is extremely exciting and an amazing person. Hello, Ariel. Hey, Mikey. It was awesome to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Ariel, you have over half a million followers on TikTok. I do, yes. <laughs> I explore and, and places all around the world, show people the history. Right. And, and this is, is, that's pretty amazing because, you know, TikTok has not been around for a very long time. It's, you know, pretty new as a concept. And uh, uh, you've been able to crack the code, basically. That's how I'm looking at this. So in this episode, I really want to talk a little bit about, you know, how you started, why you started, why do you do what you do? Why did you choose travel as your theme, you know, among all of these other themes? Uh, um so I'm very, very excited to have you here. And let's start with a little bit of your uh, beginning. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you started and, and basically why. Sure. From the very beginning, <laughs> as most movies go. <laughs> um, I, I won't go to the very beginning, but uh, six years ago, I started making live videos on Facebook. Uh, it was around the time a lot of other Facebook content creators started popping up. Nas Daily, Drew Binsky. There was a few of other major ones. Uh, I decided to go full live video, and the cool thing about live video was that I was able to tell these very long, epic stories about history uh, without the needing to edit, and they would be very conversational because a lot of people would be commenting live, and I'll be responding to those comments. And that got me hooked. Uh, so I started doing live videos uh, many times a week. Uh, for five years, and my audience did grow uh, pretty big on Facebook. I ended up getting maybe about uh, 30,000 on my own in the first oh, like wow. four years, and then it what, blew what, up what even was more. The, what was the top um, viewers you had online uh, at the same time? So live video was very interesting. I was able to reach massive audience, um, but to translate them into followers was a bit more tricky. But my biggest, biggest audience was the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, with more than 240,000 people tuning in live, and then uh, wow. more than 200,000 more tuning in afterwards. Uh, and the Crazy. cool thing is it, it felt it filled in a need because there was no no major television broadcast covering the parade that year. And uh, I was the only one inside the parade. Plus, I was Puerto Rican. Plus, I already knew the history about Puerto Rican history and the history about music in Puerto Rico. So I just filled in all the gaps and was able to get a massive audience. So this this really exploded. It did, yeah. And so uh, so how did you move from you know uh, live to TikTok, which is basically a different thing? Because in live you didn't do any editing, but in TikTok you pretty much have to be uh, very creative uh, with the amount of information you're getting into a short video. You know that's a great question. Uh, it was 2020 uh, during the pandemic, and I kept scrolling through TikTok. Uh, I found the app fascinating, uh, but at that time, it was only dance and humor that were the biggest things. And um, I don't know. I just kept scrolling, determined that I was going to find a way to go viral on this platform. I just had that in my mind. And then they added the voiceover feature. Uh, which really changed everything. So I was able to use some old footage that I filmed on my 360 camera and uh, just put a voiceover about a beautiful view in Manhattan. And that was, um, that showed me like, oh, wow, I could do like a nice little story in a minute or less and um, still do something of value to people. 
uh, which is telling them something cool. So uh, the way I ended up finding the formula really was I tell these stories on live video that usually are 10 minutes, 20 minutes long. What if I could tell that 20-minute story in one minute? (laughs) And I love the challenge uh, in terms of storytelling of really like telling you like the full story, but just in one minute. And that's that's where it blew up because people love that super breakneck pace of telling a story uh, fast and condensed and very succinct and straight to the point. Wow, this is cool. So uh, you had... So when you when you did when you did live videos, it was not about travel; it was about about history, right? It's always been in the, in the travel context. Uh, I just use history, architecture, and food as my lens uh, for showing travel. Got it. So, so uh, and and what works? How did you know what works? You know, when you transitioned from long live videos to shirts you know, consistent, very squeezed videos on TikTok? Ultimately, it's all storytelling. So a good story is a good story, no matter the medium. But of course, you have to tell the story for the medium as well. So on live video, uh, telling a TikTok story is not so interesting because it's only, I'm done in one minute. Um, It has to be conversational. It has to be more casual. It has to be more longer and paint a bigger picture. But on TikTok, the story has to be uh, no fluff, just directly to the point. And if I'm going to tell a joke, the joke has to be uh, very easily understandable for many, many people because I have people tuning in from all around the world. So that's why I really take into account the first and foremost is telling a good story. But the thing is, every story has the same structure it's always a beginning middle and end uh you just have to tell it in a compelling way uh the cool thing i learned about on tiktok was that the stories i told were not chronological like i'm gonna tell you about uh let's talk about the history of eiffel tower it started in construction 1899 blah 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 i won't do it that way i will say the most outlandish thing about the eiffel tower uh for example uh, do you know that uh, this is the building that they almost were going to destroy? Um, right. That already gets people hooked. So I noticed that in TikTok, it was all about that very first hook. And in the, I used to work in media before ever doing content creation. And in media, there's a saying that is called don't bury the lead, which means that if you're going to tell a very sensational, saucy story, make sure that you don't leave the saucy part in buried in the middle of the story tell it right at the headline and that's what you have to do in tiktok is just go straight to the point tell people the most sensational part of the story that that's interesting so so you moved from the thirty thousand followers you had on facebook moved to tiktok which is which is which is new to you how did you get to half a million people following you that half a million people is a lot of people that's like a whole city (laughs) um yeah the cool thing about tiktok is that a it, it shows the audience it distributes for you so you do zero work in distribution uh unlike in facebook where 
you may have to seek people to share or get people to get your own audience to share or to comment on YouTube. You have to find perfect SEO and descriptions and titles and things like that and thumbnails. On TikTok, you don't need to do any of the work. Uh, so that's the cool thing. TikTok found my audience that likes history, likes architecture, and likes the way I tell stories. So that was very convenient. The second factor is traveling. So Facebook is very local. So when you post, I'm sorry, uh, TikTok is very local. So when you post on TikTok, it shows your videos first and foremost to the people in that area, which is, uh, it could be both a blessing and a curse. Right. If you see a lot of New Yorker TikTokers, they kind of plateau after, say, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. There's some great creators that kind of just got stuck there because they're only doing New York content. And basically everyone who would have followed their niche has followed already. Right. But I've been traveling. So the moment I went to Ireland, Irish people had no idea who I was. But here I was telling cool stories about their own country and their own history. And they were like, who, who the F is this American telling our history? <laughs> I'm intrigued. Let me follow. Um, right. And that happened in all the countries I visited. Interesting. So, you know, half a million people, very successful. I'm very proud to have you on Wonder as a creator as well. So tell me a little bit, how do you see, you know, you've been since you all in and, you know, you have background in the media industry. So you have a pretty significant base uh, on how do you see or and or, or had you know the and, and your experience in the in the media and the video space how do you envision the future of of media and the future of travel content and the future of videos that's a great question uh the future of videos short videos is, is a very effective uh platform that i think could be used way more um so i don't think we've we barely touched the cusp of the utility of short video. You guys, uh, Wander is doing a great job in finding that utility, especially with travel. Like it makes perfect sense to put a booking link or, or tour link to a travel video that's relevant uh, because that's, that's a extra additional layer to the video. So for example, the internet overall was built on layers and every layer was added on top of each other and we have the internet so video i think needs those layers especially first short form video and then i think later regular video and live video so we need to add those hyperlinks and maybe make those hyperlinks two-way as well so one can you know um they can communicate both ways the other thing is uh, affiliates, there's booking links, all these other things, uh, annotations. You could do so many cool things with video. I think that's the future. But the future beyond that is I think people really like authenticity. So authenticity is going to rule as big as high production quality can. So Netflix is very terrified of TikTok. They mentioned that in their investor meeting last year that they were that it was their number one competitor because for example Netflix or a major Hollywood studio is spending millions of dollars in a show that's like 30 minutes 40 minutes long uh, with super high production quality when uh, a guy going to Ireland or Italy 
uh, right. films a three minute video with his phone and gets uh, a few million views. <laughs> um, potentially the money can also match whatever Netflix is making in the future. So I think I think that's that's going to be the future. Is authenticity is going to be treasured as much as a high production uh, show would be as well. Cool. And you and you touched a very probably the most important topic, which we really like at Wonder, and that's what you know drived me to start a company, uh, which is monetization. And many smaller creators, or you know, uh, creators who are just starting um, as creators. Uh, are watching this or watching or listening to this podcast. And I guess would be very, very interested to hear how do you look at monetization? What do you think will will happen in the future? What tips would you give to creators to you know monetize their creativity? What is your touch on this? Uh, tips for monetizing, I would say to smaller creators is focus on the biggest value you can give to your audience, I, I'm going and to then, be more and then upload it to Wonder. Uh, no, I'll, I, I, uh, be, I'll be a little bit more philosophical about this because I know you'll get a lot of practical tips from other creators because some people are really good at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would say if you're giving, if you're going, if you're giving top value to your audience, somehow you'll make money. It might be a little bit scary because you might not know how, but somehow you will. And that value isn't going to be as clear cut as you think it will. So a lot of people sometimes think that they fall into the trap that the value is the tips that they're giving, especially in the travel space. They think, oh, it's about these practical tips I'm giving. They're valuable. People will like that. Yeah, maybe. But there's already a lot of books on that. Rick Steves does that. Uh, DKI Witness does that. Um or they might think it's in the intellectual quality. Uh, that That's the trap a lot of history YouTubers might fall into. Oh, it's all about the, the history I'm telling. It's very well researched. But if you notice, some of the biggest creators are the ones making people laugh or making the ones making them feel like they're friends or showing them a snippet of their own interesting lives. The value is more simple than that. It has to be more to the heart rather than just the mind. So if you provide that value that really makes people feel good uh, about their own lives or, or optimistic about their life, uh, it will go a very long way. Uh, beyond that, uh, try and monetize the way that your audience wants to pay you, basically. So one way, of course, is posting videos on YouTube to get ads or on TikTok to maybe be on the creator fund or get sponsors. But Beyond that, if your audience is tuning in and really loves your content, um, put a PayPal link or make a Patreon, if, especially if you can offer a little bit extra content. Find, or make merchandise. If you are someone in fashion, I think it might be even more worth to make your own clothing line. Uh, you can think about it so many different ways. Or if you're a history, full history uh, content creator, maybe actually write a book uh, because people are really going to love that. Right. And it's easier to purchase a book than like video content. It's easier to purchase a book, yeah. You know, you touched that as well. Um, the relationship of the creator with the audience. And uh, um, a lot of conversations we have internally with the uh, with creators of the company is whether they know who their customers or who their uh, um, um, community really is. 
and if you know if they want to turn them into customers as any other business they might they have to know who's the profile so do you think you know who's following you and you can segment it actually and on top of this do you think a creator at the beginning of the road has to define clearly what kind of audience they want to have that's another great question I think you can approach it very different ways I don't approach content creation content creation as a business so I'm not really thinking about the demographics and the segments I'm approaching content creation more as a entertainment I say that the best audience is someone that you want to have in your audience uh, so I focus first and foremost on making content for me so what I would find interesting I'm going to do it and that attracts an audience that is uh, more in line with my sensibilities and that's a lot easier to entertain because for example if um if you're a broadway production doing a musical about alexander hamilton for example and you go to a country that has never heard about the founding fathers like say uh india yeah they might find it interesting but it's going to take a lot more other work to get them there uh right. you just show up they'll have no idea it's going to be boring uh so I'd rather go the easier route and focus on the audience that already likes history, already likes architecture and travel uh, and kind of uh, in, in my style of casual storytelling. Because, for example, a content creator like myself, I'm very, I'm very authentic. I'm very run and gun, very spontaneous in the way I tell stories. So it, a lot of people who love history in the more academic way hate my stuff because it's too right. it, to them it's too popcorn entertainment and i realize i will never get that audience let me not even bother getting that audience uh, let me just focus on the people who really love my stuff so right. to to answer your question i think the way to focus on getting the better audience is to lean into your strengths got it and then, but, you know, focusing on the audience, as you just said, you know, ignoring the ones that you know that are not going to get value out of this is also important because we do see creators who are trying to do everything, you know, to cover as much land as possible. Um, and that backfires uh, over time. Right. So Aziz Ansari wrote an amazing book called uh, Modern Romance a few years ago. And he had a, a chapter that was all about saying, it's going to be a fact that 90% of the people you meet are going to hate you. Don't try to convert those 90%. Just focus on those 10% that will probably love you. Uh, and that's very true because 10% uh, out of 7 billion people is still a whole lot of people. It's uh, was it, 700 million more? It's a whole lot of people. Right. Um, yeah, just focus on those 10%. And then uh, I think that the, it's more about the act of ignoring the audience that you don't want that is not going to be valuable and focusing on the audience that you do want. So the thing is with online content creation, especially if it's public, you're going to get tens of thousands of comments. A lot of them are going to be completely irrelevant to you. So no matter how hateful, how disgusted or how uh, uncomfortable they might be, it's you're not really needing you don't need to placate to those people you have to focus right. on the people who are already saying oh i find this fascinating i would love to learn more about this 
uh, if they're commenting in a very constructive way, you know, oh, that's a good audience member. And that way, um, since TikTok is, for example, a platform very good at finding your the audience best for you, uh, the moment you start leaning into the way you like to tell stories or the way uh, you're very humorous or the way you maybe tell the best practical tips, it could be anyway, or the, the way you best garden. Um, just focus on that and you'll get that audience. Interesting. And, and we're, you know, we are discussing that all the time in some angles. But the one thing that I do want to ask you is what would be the most practical tips you would give to creators to come up with a really good story? Because especially when traveling, oh, yeah. especially when traveling, you have to be a little bit more spontaneous. Um, you know, sometimes when you're making videos about, you know, the city you're living in, that's one thing. But then when you're traveling, you know, it's a little bit more adventurous. So what's your take on this? I think the best way to tell a story while traveling is, is finding, uh, follow, follow what fascinates you. So it won't always be logically what you think people might find fascinating, but trust that instinct, trust your intuition. That might not sound practical, but trust me, it's the most practical thing you'll ever learn in life. Uh, because if you follow that gut instinct, that will, trust me, that will be some of the best videos you make. Because for example, I did a video about, oh, okay, I was in England and uh, I was staying in Manchester, which is a beautiful city, very interesting city, lots of cool history, uh, lots of opportunity to do food videos. But for some reason, one of those days, I was like, I just want to go to this town called Sheffield. Uh, I have no, I had no idea what the hell Sheffield is. You probably never heard of Sheffield, have you? I've uh, never Mickey? heard of this. No. There, there we go. Yeah, most people have not heard of it. Uh, I, uh, but I was just fascinated, I, and I could not tell you logically why I should go to Sheffield. I could not tell you logically if it would have been even worth my time to do good content in this random city in England. But I went, and um, I made these videos. They went all viral. Uh, I end up getting on the news <laughs> because wow. uh, I talked about some type of uh, sauce that they have. Uh, and um, and I just gained, I gained like 10,000 followers on TikTok, like in one day from from, Chef, from people from Sheffield. So I, I followed that instinct and I found something fascinating that no one covered because no, really no one covers that city, at least in terms of travel. So follow your instinct. That's That's my top tip. Cool. Yeah. So th that's actually a very interesting story. Uh, okay. So we almost have to wrap up. Uh, um, uh, what would be, how would you like to finalize this? Is there anything, is there any message you want to send to creators uh, in the world? Yeah. I think, I think uh, what you guys are doing at Wonder is really interesting. Uh, adding you. that additional layer to videos. Uh, so I think content creators have to not only seek value from companies because uh, a lot of us are in the mode of, oh, I, I want I want brand partnerships. I want companies to pay me more money. I want YouTube to give me more money or TikTok to give me more money. We also have to work the other way. We also have to uh, support those companies that are doing really interesting things because who knows, those are going to be the companies that either make something that's so ubiquitous 
that all around the world, it just becomes that additional layer of the internet, or they just become a really, really cool company to be associated with. So for content creators, that's, that's the final thing I would say, uh, work with those cool companies, even though they might not be the big, super big names that are paying you the gigantic bucks, but it's worth meeting the people behind them and working with them in interesting ways, because maybe that's the, a great way a content creator will expand their horizons. I highly appreciate this one, uh, especially, you know, with uh, your partnership <laughs> with us. And thank you so much, Ariel. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for um, interviewing me and happy to be part of the Wonder experience. And uh, if you want to see more of my videos, go to TikTok, Ariel Vieira. And on YouTube, I'm Urbanist Exploring Cities and Urbanist Live on Facebook. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or you're watching this on Instagram, LinkedIn, or any other channels, you'll have uh, in the description a link to the wonder and the Instagram and the TikTok profiles of Ariel. Have a good one. Have a good day.